0: Welcome to Box the Compass, episode four, God Speaks Goose. Welcome to Box the Compass, where we help men living lives of quiet desperation, reimagine themselves, define the vision for their life, and create the pathway to turn that vision into a reality. Are you tired of the rut you're in? Tired of habits that don't serve you? tired of living a life without passion? Are you ready to step into a life of intentional purpose where you show up every day as the man God intended you to be? Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. So I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and if you're not familiar with uh, this religion, we're a little bit different in that we don't have a pastor that delivers the message each week at our Sunday services, Uh, Instead, members of the congregation are asked to share their insight on different topics and what we simply call giving a talk. There's usually one youth speaker that speaks for about five minutes and a couple of adults that speak for about 20 minutes. But um, last, uh, last Sunday, I was asked to talk about personal revelation. And I want to share it with you this week because it's really in alignment completely with creating and acting upon your life vision. You may have heard of the law of attraction. It was kind of made big by the book titled The Secret several years ago on a very basic level, the law of attraction is that like attracts like. Jack Canfield is a little bit more eloquent. He says, the law of attraction is a universal principle that states you will attract into your life whatever you focus on. Whatever you give your energy and attention to is what will come back to you. When you focus on the abundance of good things in your life, you'll automatically attract more positive things into your life. But if you center yourself on negative thoughts and only focus on what you lack in life, then you will ultimately attract negativity into your life, and what you most want will continue to elude you. So if personal revelation is not the same thing as law of attraction, they are very close brothers. So with that preface, let me share my talk with you, and then I'm going to circle back to this concept. Uh, just a quick note, I refer to a couple of leaders in our church from Salt Lake City, and they go by the title of elder. So I just wanted to call that out in case you're not familiar with, uh, with our church. So, Also, we don't record our services, So I'll record it here today. So let's start. So I love nature and the outdoors. I grew up hiking, fishing, hunting in the backcountry of Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, and and some of Montana. And I just love nature and the outdoors. Um, It grounds me. It reminds me uh, of who I am and and what I'm here for. Helps me uh, kind of step back and take a look at my life and see where I'm at. But there are a couple of sounds in nature that I wish everyone had the opportunity to hear. And one of those sounds is the bugling of a bull elk. Um, After I graduated from high school, a friend and I went to Yellowstone National Park, and I worked for a summer as a horseback guide. And it was an incredible experience. I I realized even at the time that there would never be another opportunity like this in my life to to have that close connection with nature and ride horses uh, all week and take my horse and go on a a fly fishing trip on some stream or, or lake somewhere in Yellowstone. It was it was amazing. But um, near the end of the summer, as things were kind of winding down in September, two things that happened that were really incredible. First of all, the park completely emptied out. All the tourists left and, and people were not, not coming into the park. And then the second thing that happened was the elk began their annual rut. Now, you're not supposed to do this, so don't tell on me. But a few times before I went home, I went hiking in the backcountry to see if I could get an elk to bugle back at me. This was a pretty new thing back then. I was trying to learn how to do it. Well, it worked really well. Several times I found myself 20 or 30 yards away from a screaming bull elk. And it, it changed my soul a little bit. It, it, if you've ever experienced this, you know what I mean. But it is an absolutely incredible sound uh, that leaves the hair on the back of your neck standing up. Um, it's incre- incredible. Another sound that I love is the sound of geese, and I know you've all heard geese flying over and heard geese as they as they honk. But um, in fact, I was in the working in my yard a couple of years ago in the fall, and someone in the neighborhood down from us was practicing on a goose call. So I ran into my garage and grabbed my call and started honking back at him, and the two of us had a nice little goose conversation for a few minutes. Um, I, sometimes I embarrass my family, but several years ago, um, I was. Uh, Partners in a waterfowl club in northeastern Utah uh, near Fleming Gorge and and uh, uh, the Green River, we had leased several thousand acres from local farmers, and it was just incredible. We had these massive goose pivots um, or massive corn pivots, excuse me, that uh, you know were half a mile wide, and just an incredible time. We took a, the farmer out, one of the, the farmers that we leased land from, and, and a, several of his sons. We had the the decoys all set about 250 300 decoys set out we had four uh, I think it was about six lay down blinds and we were in there kind of excited for the day and it was a beautiful day and all of a sudden we saw this huge flock of geese way up north uh, of us and we started calling and flagging and we turned them and he started coming right at us so we all got hunkered down we're excited we're calling we're I was actually filming this hunt so I'm filming these geese coming in now, to the corner of my eye, I see another black cloud, and I look over to the west, and there is another huge flock 300, 400 geese coming in at us. So, we had these two flocks that came in, and they merged right on top, right, right over us. Probably anywhere from 600, 700 geese circled us three or four times, and it was so loud. My friend, who's five feet away from me, is calling as hard as he can on his goose call. I can't even hear him. I mean, The sound was just amazing, and then all of a sudden they just started dropping in on us. I had one land literally like right next to me. I could have reached out and grabbed him. It was an incredible experience that, that again, changed my soul in a way where that is etched into my memory um, from that time. There's a reason I'm telling you this, and I want to tell you one more personal story that ties this all together. So just over a year ago, uh, early fall last year, I was going through a really difficult time. And I went for a short hike on the East Fork of the Lewis, which is a beautiful tributary that drops into the Columbia River. And it was before the rains hit, so the main channel of the river had water running through it. But I came across this kind of horseshoe bend in the river, and there was a channel that came off the side of it that just had a trickle of water going through it. Now, in full water, um, when the river is full, that channel is completely full of water, but right now it wasn't. I went out and, and sat down on a boulder in the middle of this dry creek bed and um, just kind of started pouring my heart out to God, you know, trying to understand what was happening in my life, trying to understand what God needed me to learn, what I should be doing, and just feeling kind of lost and alone. And as I'm sitting there pouring out my heart with tears streaming down my face, a single lone goose over on the main channel gave one small honk. It wasn't a flock flying over, or this massive display. It was just a single small honk. And I don't know if it was a loved one on the other side, if it was God and his infinite knowledge or my savior, or uh, actually I have a brother-in-law that's on the other side and he was an outdoorsman and he liked to kind of joke around. And I'm pretty sure that he's the one that poked that goose and made it honk. But somebody on the other side knew what that sound meant to me, that it had a deep meaning in my soul. And that by providing me with that just one small little token, it let me know That God was near, he understood what I was feeling, and he would be with me through my challenges. Um, It didn't occur to me until later that day that God speaks goose. Uh, That was new. For me, that's sometimes how personal revelation works. You know, little moments throughout life where I just need a little direction or a little help. And God lets me know he's there and aware of me on a very individual level. So in his talk just last conference, Elder Renland talked about a framework for personal revelation. And the foundation for this framework of personal revelation is the Holy Ghost. Uh, in uh, one of our scriptures it says, For behold again I say unto you that you, if you will enter in by the way and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show you all things that you should do. So it's through the Holy Ghost that personal revelation is transferred from God to us in what Elder Renlund called astonishing insight, direction, and comfort. So with the Holy Ghost as a foundation, there are three elements to this framework, scripture study, revelation within our purview, and harmony with God's will and the covenants we've made. Let me give you a quick overview of each of those, then I'll focus on a couple of principles that I think are very interesting. The first element of the framework for personal revelation is formed through the scriptures. Elder Hales said uh, several years ago, when we want to talk to God, we pray. When we want God to talk to us, we read the scriptures. The scriptures teach us how to receive revelation, and I'll come back to this. Receiving revelation within our purview means that we can receive revelation about situations, individuals, and and others that we have a covenant responsibility for. For example, it is within my runway to be inspired regarding my family and my children, um, young men in the ward who I have a a covenant responsibility for, and those people that that I minister to uh, within our church. The third area is remaining in alignment with God's will and the covenants that we've made. In other words, we should not desire and ask for revelation about something that would take us further away from the covenants we've made, what God has already revealed to us. So let me step back to the first element of this framework, because there are some very interesting scriptures that we've all read, but we may not fully appreciate the depth of them. Um, in fact, there's three um, that all have the same basic wording with some slight variations, but but the, the concept is, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, which is right, Believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be given unto you. So, Renner, my youngest son, and I were coming home from a youth fireside a few months ago, and the topic of the fireside was allowing God to lead you on your journey through life. And I asked him a question. I said, "Do you think it is okay to ask God to get straight A's?" And we had a really good discussion about this. You know, getting straight A's to me is a very righteous desire. It will serve you well in your life and getting into college and learning the skills to work and support your family. You know, not that God's just going to gift you A's, but if you put put the work in and believe that you have and can and will get good grades, God will support you in that. And what would that support look like? I think there's the internal spiritual support where he will bless you to retain what you learn, help you to be motivated to push yourself and increase your faith. But I also believe there's an external support that he would provide by putting people in your life, in situations to help you get those grades, like a good teacher you uh, gain some rapport with that helps you out uh, where you're struggling, or maybe a classmate that's doing well in the class that you're struggling in offers to help you. Let me share another example of this. So I was working in the education industry when we moved up here to the Pacific Northwest, and I lost my job just as the pandemic hit right at the beginning of 2020. And I had a wonderful brother who was uh, ministering to me, and he came over, and we were sitting on my back porch and talking just about careers, job search, you know, how, how he could help me. And he asked me, Terry, if you could do anything, what would that look like? And as we talked about my experience, my background in marketing, the idea came to me to focus on providing marketing consulting to companies, primarily small businesses that need that help. And then hopefully through that, I could find a good company that had the right culture where I could provide enough value to eventually gain some ownership in what I was helping to create. So isn't that a righteous desire that would be in alignment with God's will for me? Absolutely it is. A few months later, as I was focusing on this, a friend called out of the blue from Utah. He was a partner in an ad agency, and he said, Hey, Terry, we just got Sports and the Sportsman's Warehouse account, and we don't have anybody here that knows the outdoor industry. Would you be interested in consulting with us and providing and developing content and strategy for these guys as we build out their their social media channels? So it's an incredible blessing. Um, And then a few weeks later, I saw a post in the Hawkinson community page where we live about someone looking for painters. And I thought, Trish, my wife, might be interested in that. So I replied and didn't really think anything about it. About three weeks later, I received a call, and it was the wife of the owner of the company um, asking if Trish would be interested. She kind of explained what they were looking for. They were looking for uh, local women who wanted a part-time job on the side to paint the products that they were developing. And throughout the course of the conversation, she asked me if uh, what I did. And I said, well, I provide marketing consulting for small businesses. She said, wow, you should really talk to my husband. He'd be interested in having a chat with you. And long story short, um, we I, I was offered op- an opportunity to consult that turned into a full-time position as the head of marketing. And a few months later, I was asked to lead the company as their general manager. I don't know what's going to happen down the road. I don't know what the future holds for me there. But... As I look back on, on that experience, I realized that as I focused on these things and what I wanted in my life, God stepped in. He put people in my life who helped me formulate the vision and turn that vision into reality. So when the promise that God makes to us, ask and it will be given unto you, what does that mean? And how does personal revelation work into this? In other words, how do we ask for righteous desires and seek God's guidance through personal revelation? And and what is God's desire for us? You know, Loretta said that um, if you study the scriptures, uh, you stay in your runway and you have alignment with God's desire for you, that he will provide for you. So what is God's desire for us? Well, according to a really wonderful scripture, it says men and women are that they might have joy. I believe that God wants us to have joy along with the challenges that help us grow, right? But we're not meant to have a life of drudgery. God's given us talents and gifts and skills he wants us to develop and nurture, so we can bless our lives, the lives of our families, and the lives of those around us. Your job is to become the architect of your life. God's job is to inspire and guide you through personal revelation, as you fulfill the measure of your creation. You know to put people and tools in your life to help you accomplish this. So when we petition God for direction and revelation, I believe it's a good thing, almost a necessary thing that we're very specific and very detailed. In fact, the more we create in our minds what we want to accomplish, what we want our lives to look like, the more God can provide everything that need, is needed around us. I mean, wasn't everything created spiritually before it was created physically? The earth was created in spirit before it was created physically. We were created in spirit before we were created physically. So do you have a vivid, detailed vision of the next stage in your life of what you want to create? and how you want to impact the lives of those around you. you know. As you, as you create this level of detail, God's going to provide you with revelation and inspiration and direction and people and situations so that your life aligns with that vision. Revelation can come in a lot of different ways. It may be a scripture that stands out in a way that it hadn't before, a thought or a feeling or intuition or even other people. Many times, I don't even realize I'm being guided and receiving revelation until after the fact looking back on a situation, that a challenge maybe that helped me grow or a success that happened in retrospect. I, I clearly see God's hand in my life, but at the moment, I couldn't. I don't know if I'm just a little slow or if you've experienced that also. You may have very clear impressions. Um, I don't get that very often. I struggle to be in tune all the time. Life kind of gets in the way for me, and I lose track of that sometimes. And if you're a young person trying to receive revelation from God, be patient hang in there like you're going to learn to identify God's influence as you grow and have more and more experiences and you'll start to understand the specific and individual way that God speaks to you. And I do know that God is our biggest cheerleader. He longs for our success. He begs us to align with his desire for us to experience joy and have a powerful impact on those around us. Sometimes it's an undeniable impression and other times it's just the quiet, simple call of a goose. So friends, that's, that's my, my talk that I gave a couple weeks ago. Um, and just wanted to take a few minutes here at the end of this podcast to discuss what that means and, and, and kind of wrap it up. So whether you believe in God or the universe or just an infinite power that is uh, out there that is directing this whole crazy chaos... Um, Whatever that looks like for you, I believe very strongly that what we put out into the universe or to God, the things that we ask for when we're specific and detailed, that God does in fact reveal uh, to us his will. And he does in fact provide us with the things that we desire that are righteous, that will bless our, our lives and the lives of those around us. And that's the whole purpose here, just to try and create some kind of benefit for you on your journey as you try and figure this crazy world out. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, there's a lot of men out there that are living in quiet desperation. And sometimes we lose track of what that vision is and what that gift is that only we can provide to those around us and to the world. And our goal here is to help you find that, to define it in very clear reality with a vision that is powerful and, and beautiful and, and provide the, the tools for you to reach that vision So I hope you appreciate that. I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, Sorry I missed last week. It was a Thanksgiving weekend and just had a lot of time with family and, and, and took the time to enjoy it, but excited to be here with you today. If you find value in this, please share it and please subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week.